Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. that your Friday has been um, exceptionally well, and I know it is because uh, Jesus is still on the throne, and you're alive. Uh, so many people uh, has passed away within this last week or month, uh, but God has graced you to be alive, to see another day, not only just see another day, but he's a God of purpose, give you and I a chance to continue to fulfill the reason of our existence, the reason of our being, our purpose of existence. Uh, today is the master key. I am your host, Dr. E.J. McKenzie. Uh, unlocking and liberating the real you. Uh, we're going to be changing up the program schedule. Uh, we're probably going to be doing Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. Uh, but we're going to change the time probably Friday in the, uh, evening at 1, or we may go to all three programs and then at, at night. Uh, we're looking at between 6 to 7 or eight to nine, one of those two. Uh, by uh, the beginning of next month, we will know exactly what we'll we'll rena- uh, announce that to you. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, uh, and uh, uh, Kathy, she will continue to do Kingdom Women Living for the King uh, on um, Thursdays. We're going to have her to do Thursdays. Uh, her schedule is busy because she does administration work here at the office here, so she's constantly running, and we still have uh, young ladies that's in school, well, one, well, two, one in college, and the other one uh, uh, has been homeschooled, but she do have a lot of activities. So, therefore, uh, 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 my wife is a workhorse, and uh, I'm not saying that from a negative perspective. I think all mothers are awesome, dynamic, great. You can't place a value uh, on mothers, not even a little bit. Uh, I'm, I say this all the time. I'd be kidding, but I'm, uh, but I really mean it. I thank God He made me a man. Uh, I really do. Uh, um, uh, I don't have to stand in the mirror an hour or two, get my hair done, makeup, and all that other stuff. Uh, I'm just grateful to the Lord that He allowed me to be who I am, and I'm sure every woman is glad that God made them who they are. So, uh, but yes, uh, we'll be changing the schedule, <clears throat> and so we'll probably do keep uh, either keep Fridays or uh, at one, but we will be going to Monday and Tuesday. I will be doing uh, unlocking and liberating the real you, and uh, Wednesdays uh, most likely we will keep at one uh, as well. That is the order of kingdom relationship. Kathy and myself will come together, and uh, and uh, share. I like to be to me if. If it's not practical, if it's not real, you cannot share your failures, your mistakes, and how you capitalize on them. It's no good. We are creatures. The flesh loves uh, to be admired, and uh, it, it, it have a problem in revealing uh, the errors that it has made, and uh, it, it's not going to do that. Um, one thing about me, I was been this way. Uh, you can't help anybody if if you have never been helped yourself. 
But if you want to, you, if you're afraid to discuss uh, your failures, your mistakes, and your errors, and how God brought you out, uh, then you really can't be beneficial to people because people are going to look at you as a, a person that has never sinned, has never messed it, missed it, and so they're going to look at you as a perfect a person that, man, to reach your height and your level, man, it's it's almost impossible. And a lot of people get frustrated and angry because that's how they see. Uh, apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. Uh, the difference between a layperson and an apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher is only because they've been called. And God has taken them through, those that God has chosen, uh, taken them through a process that they have yielded to the process and allowed God to do something on the inside of them. And the purpose of that was their relationship to get to know him. This whole thing, ladies and gentlemen, is, is, uh, is uh, revealing Christ, uh, is ministering Christ and not just preaching and teaching Christ from the word of the pulpit, but we got to demonstrate, we got to represent Christ, and we got to model Christ before people. So uh, uh, so you'll hear Kathy and I, I'll be asking her some some direct questions. She'll probably ask me some direct questions, and I have absolutely no problem with that. And so, because uh, uh, marriages has been challenged left and right uh, in the church globally. And uh, the last statistics I heard, and this had to be about five, ten years ago, that the church was 50-50 in the divorce rate with the world. So that got to change. And I, wanted, I believe one of the reasons there's so much divorce is because uh, there's so, uh, uh, so much of uh, a lack of understanding uh, the purpose of the marriage. And if you get married because uh, she's fine and he's fine, when they stop being fine, what happened then? <laughs> uh, I'm not the same size I was when uh, I married Kathy, and Kathy's not the same size when I married her, uh, even though I think we both was pretty good shape, uh, but we're not the same size. And so uh, uh, you've got to understand uh, something that uh, the older you get, if you don't uh, keep working at this right here, this is going to blow up. And so that means you're going to get a divorce if you got married for that. So you have already missed it. So, uh, but I, I I like our dialogue on on Wednesday, and the challenges, uh, the uh, uh, pointed questions I may ask uh, her, uh, because I think God has given me a great wife, and uh, and uh, I'm not saying she's perfect or anything of particular nature, uh, but she have really uh, 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 stood by me in tests and trial, both of us has accomplished what we accomplished. God has really blessed us, but it's both of us. I tell people all the time, it's not because of me. It's because of both of us, and both of us plays a role. If she wasn't, uh, I think my wife is a, is a, a pretty good mother. Uh, she's not a perfect mother. She's a, a pretty good mother, and she's constantly growing as a mother, just like I'm growing as a father. So, uh, uh, and that's, I think she's done uh, well with my daughters, and I'm grateful to the Lord for her for that. And uh, uh, and, I, and I love uh, the mentality my girls have. Uh, they, they you gotta understand, they're girls, and they're uh, those that is teenagers. Got one teenager now. Man, I tell you, time is going by so fast. I'm getting younger. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, 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 we know that we have modeled before them and lived before them. Uh, uh, and even when we make mistakes, we always uh, uh, model humility before them. So. Uh, but nevertheless, um, that's on Wednesday. The order in the kingdom of 
the order of kingdom relationships. And Saturday, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, 12 noon. Uh, those that desire prayer, uh, those that need a breakthrough, uh, God has given us that grace and anointing is upon us. And so uh, if you know anyone uh, uh, out throughout the nation, you can uh, give them the, uh, the call-in number. There are two call-in numbers. Uh, one call-in number is uh, 1-800 number for uh, those calling in for questions. For questions, area code 877-537-3321. And we have a uh, regular call-in number is area code 347 Two three seven five four nine three. That's the regular call-in number. So uh, tomorrow will be from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Uh, and that all depends on on how much volume we get. If we don't get that much volume, it'll be 12 to 1. But if we get a lot of volume, it'll be 12 uh, to 2. Uh, we will have a team of prophetic voices um, to speak into your life. Uh, and but uh, this will be the last week that we'll do it this way because we'll have a structure that you have to go to the website, and so we'll uh, be more prepared for those that uh, desire uh, prophetic uh, impartation. And uh, we will record it. If you have an authority, uh, we do always recommend that you submit your word to the authority that God has given unto you, and so uh, uh, for judgment purposes. And uh, we kind of broke down yesterday what is a prophetic word, what is a word of knowledge, what is a word of wisdom. And I didn't say what discerning of spirits was, uh, or gifts of faith. Uh, and all of those can work in conjunction with a prophetic word. Uh, the uh, discerning of spirits as well as a uh, gift of faith can work in a conjunction of a prophetic word or a word of knowledge. Uh, it can take place. So it's fascinating how the realm of the spirit operate. Uh, also, I want to uh, share with you... Uh, 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 I have a good friend of mine um, that's going to be, uh, they have a radio program uh, on uh, Friday nights um, that uh, they asked me, uh, she asked me to be uh, uh, a guest tonight on WMBM 1090, that's on uh, your radio dial. Uh, They're on every Friday night from 10 to 11. Uh, Apostle uh, Thelma knows uh, she have a um, a company of pastors that she oversee. Uh, the name of the radio program is Expressions of God. Well, it's not Expressions, but Expression of God. Uh, so it's presented by uh, 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 the group called ICA. That's uh, the uh, Apostolic Covering uh, group that she oversees. ICA, A-C-C-A, Apostolic Covering and Church Affiliation. So uh, uh, my assignment, uh, called my wife last night and asked me to do something and want me to show on, on the prophetic. And so uh, because of she's my friend and, and that's why I was I accepted at such a last minute. I usually don't do that at all. But uh, she is, uh, uh, has really demonstrated. A lot of times people say you have friends, but she has demonstrated a model of the years. I met her years and years ago. I wasn't even pastoring, matter of fact. Uh, when I first met her, and uh, but I've been a true friend uh, over the years, and I, and I love her dearly, and there's nothing I won't do for this woman of God. Uh, she's a tremendous uh, uh, woman of God, love God. That's what I look my about more than anything. I don't care about any of the other stuff. She loved God, 
and she loved people, and this is what it's all about, God and people. So uh, I will be on tonight uh, uh, sharing on the prophetic ministry. And um, um, uh, once again, that's at 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, so that's tonight. And then if you have any questions uh, that you want to call in, there's a call-in number. Uh, 1-800 number is 888-599-9626, 888-599-9628. I believe uh, you can call in. I didn't ask her that, but that, uh, she did give me the number. So it's a call-in number. So uh, if you call in and can't get in, that's, then I made a mistake here. But that is uh, a call-in number from my understanding. And uh, I really would uh, uh, welcome you to call in because I think that's an interesting topic. Uh, a lot of people that uh, flows in the prophetic is not a prophet. And so many people that um, is prophets don't know they are prophets and and uh, and has never been developed. And there's a protocol concerning everything. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the Lord has to say to us tonight concerning the prophet's ministry. And I believe that ministry, as was the apostle, have to really be strengthened and defined and uh, redefined and uh, understand how God processes and raises up apostles and prophets, evangelist pastors and teachers. So that's tonight at 10, uh, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. And uh, so we'll be on with uh, ACA. Uh, tonight, looking forward to that. Uh, today, uh, um, I want to talk about something that's very important uh, and is very needful. And I think this is another reason why we experience uh, uh, so much failure in the body of Christ, as well as in our marriages, our families. It's a topic that a lot of people don't even like hearing about because it appears this topic. Is, has been has been misunderstood. But if you don't understand it, you will never be able to accomplish everything that God wants you to accomplish as a man of God, woman of God, a businessman, businesswoman, uh, anything in society. And that is the uh, topic of authority. I want to talk about that because our government, uh, more of government than authority. I want to talk about government. Government is so important because without government, um, there will be no civilized country, nation, uh, church, nothing without government. Uh, the success of everything works through government. If, it, if it's going to be successful, it, got a, it has a great government. And without a great government, uh, then things usually don't last that long, or you'll always see chaos and confusion uh, dominating that institution, uh, rather the institution's family, uh, uh, civil, political, um, uh, spiritual, whatever the case it may be, the strength of it is its government, and the strength of every church is its government. And uh, give an example. Sometimes we expect for everybody to be like us. We did a homegoing service for a young man. I was a member of that church for a long time, uh, and you probably heard me share that uh, uh, the first week of our broadcast. Uh, really thank God for him, loyal, dedicated, faithful, never complained, never mumbled, but uh, the Lord saw fit to 
uh, it was his season to uh, leave here. So the Lord took him home, and uh, uh, my schedule is uh, is busy. It really is extremely busy. I'm not trying to uh, say I'm somebody important, uh, but I have I use up a busy schedule. And so uh, uh, his mother did not go to a church. His mother belonged to another church. Uh, he was an adult. Uh, matter of fact, I had no idea that him and I was the same age. Uh, we were the same age. And um, uh, uh, I sent a team of people. This is just how we flow. Uh, our um, Ministry of Helps uh, team went over to the family house and ministered, and they took food and things and and gave words of encouragement, fed people, served people. So uh, um, my head man came to me after the, the meeting and said, uh, uh, the young man's father was disappointed in, uh, concerning me. And uh, I said, well, what was he disappointed about? He said, well, uh, he, he didn't come over and pray with me and my wife. And... Uh, the young man said, uh, well, that's why we're here. And so he didn't, now, now, he wanted me to do, and I don't, I'm not saying it's negative concerning him, but his mentality, going back to government. He wanted me to do what he, that's what he know, and that's probably what he have experienced with other pastors. So, uh we would never grow, our churches will never grow as long as we have that kind of mentality. It's impossible for a pastor, if he's, he's, if he's shepherding a church, just say uh, 700, 500, a church like T.D. Jakes or a church like uh, Joe Osteen, you're talking about up in the thousands, and you may have three or four deaths that take place, a church like that. Uh, it'll be impossible with their schedule travel. Uh, they always have engagements. It, it'll be impossible for them to be able to stop doing what they're doing, what God assigned them to do, and go and pray for a family member. The strength of uh, any nation, the strength of any business is its government. And what do you mean by that? Those men and women as an extension of the head of that thing. So to receive the extension is like receiving the head. To receive Christ is receiving God. Everything works on that premise. But we get offended if uh, we don't get the man, the main man. So do, do we say that there's a less grace or less anointing on those that extend, extend it? Then if you think that, then you have missed it and you don't understand kingdom order. You don't send the government of God. So when you receive that deacon, you receive that elder, or whatever you call your leadership team, when you receive them, you're receiving the man. To receive the man, you're receiving Christ. To receive Christ, you're receiving God. Because everything is about God. It's about God, the ultimate Christ, the Holy Spirit, and then the body of Christ. So uh, uh, we need to rethink our government, our order. And uh, and I'm not afraid to release uh, my people. Uh, matter of fact, the last few marriages, um, I didn't do. 
my, one of my leadership team members did it. Got a couple right now being uh, counseled, uh, uh, going through marriage counsel. I used to do all the marriage counseling. Then Prophet Cat started doing all the marriage counseling. Now I have one of my te- uh, uh, um, um, team leaders uh, doing the marriage counseling, uh, this particular couple. Uh, if we do, are not willing to delegate and willing to uh, use people in their skill, their talent, we're not going to make it. If I'm intimidated and I'm insecure, then I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do all the weddings. I'm going to do all the preaching, the teaching. I'm going to do all the prophesying. I'm going to do all the laying hands on the sick. I'm going to do everything. And that means I'm not going anywhere. The ministry is not going anywhere. And the people is not going anywhere. So, therefore, we got to understand, and I believe that Jesus is the pattern of the established government of the kingdom of God. Jesus did not do all ministry. He modeled ministry, called 12 men, gave them authority to go and do ministry. And Jesus wasn't intimidated. Jesus wasn't fearful. But what did they take take the ministry away from me? Jesus was not fearful or intimidated. You, you, you can't take nothing away from anyone if God have not sent you to take anything away. Except the Lord builds a house they that labor in vain. Your ministry, your government, understand the Bible is all authority that being has been ordained by God. Romans chapter 12, chapter 13, excuse me, verse 1. All authority that be has been ordained by God. If I am a legitimate leader, then I don't have to be afraid of anybody trying to take anybody away from me, whatever the case may be. If I'm a legitimate leader, that means I have been called by God, recognized, listen, called by God, but recognized by other men and women of God in the body of Christ besides my friends. Before I got ordained as an uh, apostolic prophet, for 10 years I got prophecies. I didn't move out on that. I'm not caught up over titles. But other people, 10 years, people spoke that. That didn't know me. I go and meet the people's prophecy. That's when apostles wasn't even popular. So if I'm legitimate, then somebody must, must recognize it besides me and those that are around me. And I should bear fruit. If I really am, there should be a fruit. And then we need to understand, what, what is the fruit of an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher? But this, I'm not talking about that today. But we're talking about government. And it's very important that we understand the order of a thing. That's what's going to make it successful. Uh, Satan's ultimate goal is to cause you and not to violate the order that God has established. The purpose of the order is that we will flourish. You cannot flourish when things is chaotic. You cannot flourish when things is out of order. A situation just transpired. Uh, give you an example of order. A uh, transpired with us uh, at the place we we're meeting, and uh, uh, we signed a contract. And uh, uh, but the person that oversees the place extended certain privileges, but wasn't on the contract. Because of my schedule, busy, uh, and that ain't no. And, and this is good for me because it was God speaking to me for me to get more, more, more involved, and I got to be aware of everything that is taking place in this minute because I'm ultimately responsible. But to make a long story short, uh, 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 we was called to the carpet on it. 
I said, well, this person said it was okay. He said, yeah, but it's not on your contract. Now, my thing is, why would God allow that to happen? Because it was out of order. It was out of order. Always understand, please listen to me. Please listen to me. Whatever the heavens sanction for your life, remember, you're in this world. You're not of it, but you're in it. And there's, there's laws that governs uh, the citizenship of the United States. If you're a citizen of the United States, there's laws that governs it. I can't say, well, I'm born again, I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world, I'm not going to pay any taxes. I am exempt from paying taxes because I'm a Christian. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Then what you need to die, do is die. Go ahead and die and leave this world that you're in so you can go to the world that you're of. But as long as you're in this world, the Bible tells us that we must submit to the authorities of this realm. Romans chapter 13. I'm going to read the scripture in a few minutes here. So, so God is not going to violate the laws that governs this world just to get you a blessing. Just to fulfill his promise. The only way God will violate this is the laws that governs this world violate the laws that govern the kingdom of God. Then the laws of God supersedes every law here. The laws of the kingdom supersede every law in this realm. So, but we've got to understand order. We've got to understand structure. We've got to understand how this thing works. When we understand it and then we divinely align, no weapon formed against you and I can prosper. Absolutely no weapon formed against us can prosper. So therefore we got to understand that there's uh, laws. You gotta pay your taxes, ladies and gentlemen. Tax season coming up. Uh, so many Christians I see try to wiggle out of taxes. They try to find all kind of ways what the case may be to get out of taxes. Well the only way that you're gonna pay a lower tax bracket become a, a, a become a multimillionaire so you can hire a tax attorney and that they can uh uh uh, uh, show you certain things you can do that you don't have to pay as much taxes as the average person. The average person pay more taxes than millionaires. What can you do about that? That's the laws that govern this world. You said that's not right. Who cares? You and our kingdom, men and women of God, we're not depending on this realm. We're depending on our God. Our God will move for us. He will bless us as long as you and I are doing what He tell us to do. I still got to pay my taxes. But I still got to pay my taxes to the kingdom. What is your tax to the kingdom? Your tithes. You got to pay your tithes, and you got to give offering. The scripture clearly says that. And the Bible let us know, according to the word of the Lord, Malachi. A lot of people say that's Old Testament. What we can call it whatever you want to do. And usually, when I find people that are struggling with paying tithes and don't want to pay tithes, usually they have a poverty mentality. Usually, not all, but usually. They have a poverty mentality, and, 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 and they have an issue with their heart. They're, they're really not true givers. They really is true receivers. They always want somebody to give back to them. Uh, but tithing is a law that governs your life. It's, it's not for God. God don't, I tell people, he don't, he don't eat meat. When he first started the tithing system, it really wouldn't be. But but, but with Abraham, we see it. Well, really, go to in the garden in the garden with a, uh, Abraham, not Abraham, um, Adam's sons. We see the first 
time that they are bringing their best before the Lord. But nevertheless, I'm not talking about tithing. Uh, I'm talking about government, and, and it's impossible uh, to not tithe and violate the government of the kingdom. Uh, tithing is for you. God don't need money. God don't need meat. He don't need drink. He don't need clothes. He don't need a house. He don't need a car. He don't need anything. He's God. He's the creator. So when he's asking you to tithe, he's, he's uh, establishing a principle and a law for you, not for him, for you. Because he don't want anything to grip your heart. And I personally believe that's the purpose of the tithing, that nothing, nothing will lay hold of your heart. Nothing will grip your heart. Uh, give you an example of what happened to me one time. Uh, uh, I got a prophetic word that God was going to bring uh, me into business. And uh, 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 the word of God came to pass, and we was uh, making uh, um, so much money. Uh, Kathy and I uh, was blowing my mind. And uh, But God began to establish me and give me open understanding of the business. But I remember I did a, made an investment. First time I made an investment was uh, in the areas of stock, and, and God really graced me to. I thought I was just making an investment, but God was leading me to learn how to trade stock, and God had graced me to be able to do that. And we had a class here. We used to teach our young people, uh, adolescent, adolescent, but the uh, well, adolescent, the young people. Uh, on Sunday evenings, I used to have a, a class that I would teach them how to trade. They came pretty good, but we wasn't persistent in it. But nevertheless. Uh, I, I gave $10,000, I made a $10,000 investment, a young guy was uh, trading, doing pretty well, uh, making money, doing very well, had a nice portfolio, and it was increasing, and the next thing you know, he ended up taking matters into his own hands and lost everybody's money. So I was upset with it. And it's another thing you got to understand. Investing is a risk. How in the world, I'm getting on all of this today, Evidently, God must minister to somebody. That's how it works with me, because uh, I really want to talk on talk about government. Uh, but this young man lost all the money, and and I was upset with a young man that lost all my money. And the Spirit of God spoke to me one day and asked me a question. He said, uh, "No, no, he, he he asked me a question. He 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 made a declaration to me, a statement to me. He said, you need to get set free.' Because he asked me first, asked me a question, why are you upset?' And I said, "Well, you know, I gave this man my money. He lost all all the money, and uh, and he just didn't do the right thing. And he was teaching me business, have a business mind as well. Uh, anytime you're investing, it's a risk." There's high-risk investment. There's low-risk investment. And maybe we'll do a, a show one time on investments and do a show on uh, on money matters. Uh, know a uh, few people that we can bring on. And you guys question concerning investments or question concerning money uh, and uh, and all those other things. But anyway, and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, "You need to you need to be free from money." And I didn't know what he meant. And I meditated on it for a while. For a few days, and, and the Lord opened my understanding to be free is to be emotionally detached. You would never ever be able to obey God in in when it comes down to money if you're not emotionally detached. And that thing hit me like a ton of brick. Emotionally detached, and so God allowed me to lose more money, more money, close all all together. I added it up. 
the last few years was a couple of years was a hurricane for uh, Kathy and I. We lost over two hundred some thousand dollars, and 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 when I mean lost it, we didn't lose it by investing. Uh, people we loaned people money, they promised to give it back to us, and they never gave it back to us. So we just re- uh, released them from giving it back. Uh, people ripped us off. Uh, God allowed all that to happen. I didn't understand what 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 is going on. God, see, when God gives you a revelation, you must experience that revelation. You must live it. You need to be free from money. You need to be emotionally detached. And that's why it's absolutely nothing for me to obey God and, and do whatever God tells me to do. And so God has richly blessed us because I'm not attached to stuff. I'm not attached to things. So he's trying to get you and I to be emotionally detached, not only for money, but everything in this realm. That's the only way that you have dominion over a thing. It's when you emotionally detach from the thing. And so, therefore, that means when you emotionally detach from it, that means you're emotionally attached to something. So you have to be emotionally detached from something to be emotionally attached to something. If you're not emotionally attached to something else, what you try to be emotionally detached from is going to pull you right back to, uh, 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 to the thing. It'll begin to influence you all over again. So the only way that you can be emotionally detached from money is to be emotionally attached to God who created money. Your faith ceased to be in money. Your faith now is in God who created the money. And so we have a lot of people struggling right now uh, in this particular area. They're afraid. They're afraid that I can't afford to pay tithes. I have never missed paying tithes since I've been saved. I've been saved over 30 years. My wife has never been missed paying tithes in over 30 years. Uh, we just went through a major transition in our ministry. And uh, the same people that we've been uh, paying missions to, uh, we still are sowing missions. In the natural, we can't afford to do it. But we are giving. We are giving. And God has sustained us. He's kept us. And so, so but that is the, that's, a, that's one of the laws that governs finances in the kingdom of God. That's God's law. It's not mine. It's God's law. But a lot of people want the blessings of God, but they're afraid to obey the laws uh, for God to bless you. This thing, ladies and gentlemen, is, is not magic. The Bible let us know when God created the heavens and the earth in six days, the Bible said he rested the seventh day. You know what that means? That means uh, every law for our existence was established and created. That means God is not creating anything else. He rested. He has ceased from his work. Everything that you and I ever would get in this realm has already been established for you and I to get in this realm. Tithing is a law. If you do this, I will do this. He says, uh, but there's a curse on you. A curse is a law. Blessing is a law. Curse is a law. Now, God don't really curse you. And God really don't bless you. You activate the law, and the law of blessing will work for you. You activate the law of cursing, and it automatically work for you. And it's not easy to operate a curse. All you got to do is not do the blessing. If you don't activate the law that blesses, the law of the curse is automatically activated. And how's the law of the curse activated? Disobedience. Well, how's the law of blessing activated? Obedience. God created everything in six days, and God rested the seventh day. 
you know something, uh, uh, God have to help me how he made me. Because I, I every time I get on him to do one thing, God always shifts me when I get on this uh, uh, on this uh, broadcast because he's ministering to needs. That's how it always worked with me. He's ministering and answering questions to people that is online by way of the chat room, by way of the phone call, uh, uh, however God is ministering. He's bringing clarity to some areas. And sometimes people look at me and they marvel at me. I say, man, don't be looking at me. Don't marvel at me. I said, the reason God has given me things is because he can trust me with things because I'm emotionally attached from things. And when God put it to me and said, I want you to give a car away. We have given over 10 cars away privately. One, one we did it openly because it was a car that we had purchased and God told us to give it away. So, so the government of God, so he talking about giving today and blessings today from a governmental perspective, but everything works because there is a government. And the heaven is the one that created the earth. The heavens and the earth was created by God himself. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the world was framed by the word of God, and things which appear was made of things which do not appear. But all through the word of the Lord, in order for God to bless you, increase you, multiply you, what are you doing? It's a law. A law. The law of reciprocity. The law of sowing. And the law of reaping. And and, and when the economy has shifted, this seems like it's the worst time to tell people to give. But that's the best time to give. When Kathy and I got ripped off uh, a while back, we made a decision we were going to increase our giving even more. In the natural, we could not afford it. Ladies and gentlemen, get detached from this realm. Get emotionally detached from money, from houses and lands and silver and gold. Get emotionally detached from it so God can give it to you. Think about it. The gold belongs to him. The silver belongs to him. It's not God's will that the wicked manipulate the gold and the silver. It is not God's will. It is God's will that his sons and his daughters, you and I, if we will obey him, it is you, it's up to us uh, to have dominion over the creative work of God. Gold is created. Silver is created. Diamonds is created. We need more ethical businessmen and women of God. We used to have uh, years ago, and I know God is going to uh, uh, bring me back into this. We used to have uh, a business uh, 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 men and women prophetic breakfast. Uh, we used to do it, I think, once a month, every, every three months. I forgot how, how we used to do it years ago. Uh, that we invite businessmen and women to this uh, prophetic breakfast, those that uh, uh, if you knew God was calling you into business. And we would bring prophets in. We would have our prophetic teams there, and that we would begin to prophesy into the lives of of businessmen, you 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 want to be in relationship with a, a legitimate apostle and prophet uh, because of the grace and anointing of God upon them to break things open in the realm of the spirit. 
uh, uh, you, you, if you, it's, it's really real. It's re- it really is. You can flourish in, in a time of a famine. Your business can flourish. Your business can excel when everybody else's business is going down. And it have nothing to do because you're smart. It have nothing to do because you this great entrepreneur. Everything to do that you have submitted your business to the Most High God. You trust God. You trust Him and you obey Him. That's I know that's one of the graces on our lives. I know that's one of the things uh, uh, when we move into our headquarter building that that will be one of the trainings that we will have uh, uh, and raise up and launch to the nations and affect change in in in. Um, uh, even our own nation, we need this, ladies and gentlemen. But the government of God, understanding the laws, the Bible says uh, in Malachi three, uh, you're cursed with a curse. Your whole nation, you have robbed me. How have we robbed you? You robbed me in, in tithes and an offering. I mean, uh, why do you need a tithe? Why do you need an offering? And also notice the scripture, ladies and gentlemen, tithe and offering. You got some people that will tithe. But they will not give an offering. They will tithe, but they will not give an offering. He said, You have robbed me, this whole nation. How? In tithes and offering. Bring you all the tithe into the storehouse. And prove me now herewith, said the Lord. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you have room not to receive. Remember, in God's kingdom, everything is by faith. He said, And I will rebuke the devourer for you. You can you can get in every line prayer line you want to. Nothing is going to work until you divinely align. Nothing is going to work. It's, it's not magic. And even if somebody, and I've seen this happen many times, even somebody can prophesy over you the heart of the mind of God and you are out of order. And you, you would think well, God's going to bless me because he has prophesied over me and blessing, and I know I haven't been paying my tithes. Your prophetic word is not a sanction or a license for you to ignore the word of God. Your prophetic word always lines up with the word of God. You say, well, why didn't God uh, expose I wasn't paying tithes? Because he didn't want to embarrass you. I mean, why would God to tell you something that you already know anyway? Understand how it works, ladies and gentlemen. When you got a prophetic word in the midst of your disobedience, it was an act of love. It was an act of love. God is showing you, is telling you, I love you. Repent. Turn from doing this thing. I love you. But you take it and misinterpret it as a license to continue to do what you was doing and thinking that that word is going to come to pass. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to understand how God operates, how God thinks. No, no, he's, 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 he's love you. What does the scripture say about love? It says um, about repentance. Uh, how does scripture go? Uh, the goodness of the Lord leadeth thee, should anyway, to repentance. So that was God's goodness when he spoke a prophetic word of blessings over you when you was disobedient. And it was designed to lead you to repentance. It wasn't designed for you to solidify yourself in disobedience but it's designed to lead you to repentance. So we misinterpret. And I'm looking forward to being uh, uh, with uh, uh, Apostle Knowles tonight, uh, dealing with the prophetic and uh, uh, the office of the prophet. 
the distinction between the office of a prophet and those that have prophetic giftings. And uh, we need more mature prophetic ministries to be raised up, or prophets to be raised up in this last day and time uh, that will will in the realm of the Spirit on the behalf of the Most High God. But going back to these laws, the government, <laughs> and I have not read that one scripture. <laughs> uh, almost uh, My time is almost up, but I want to share these principles because this is, this is, when I can follow the government and not with the government of God and execute the laws that governs the kingdom, it's not going to be difficult for me to understand my role as a husband, as a father, and as a leader in the body of Christ or a businessman. It's, it's not going to be difficult for me to come subject to my authorities because I understand it. After you have been under authority, if a person has been under authority and had the right heart while it was under authority, there's things that is happening that you cannot discern or see. It's preparing you for something. And, and I, uh, we, uh, you know we had our bishop here uh, on, on Sunday, and uh, we was at the uh, uh, table with some friends of ours. And, and I make this statement, and this has always been real to me. I, I shared this for years uh, with my leadership. I would never come subject to nobody that could not bring correction to me. I welcome it. Here's a man that's been in ministry, uh, well, uh, he'd been married 57 years, so he had to be, I think he said 60 years, that he's been in ministry. You don't think that you can gain something, glean something from someone that's been in ministry 60 years and has reached the level of measure of success that he has reached in the kingdom of God? I'm not talking about things and stuff. I'm talking about in a relationship with God. You don't think that uh, uh, someone like me has been in ministry less time, way less time than he has? You don't think he knows some things and seen some things that I have not seen or don't, haven't known? I welcome correction. I welcome it. So, but I shared that because uh, these is it, it, safety. It's safety in relationship. It's safety in. Uh, having someone that you can submit to and yield to that can speak into your life. It is safety. Now, you don't you don't yield blindly. But listen to what the word of the Lord says. I want you to listen to this. I'm going to go to Romans, but I want you to listen to this one, if you will, in uh, Hebrews. I, I, I really like this one in Hebrews here. This is, this, is, this is vital. This is going to help you to know how to submit to leadership. And it's going to, those that is leaders, is going to help you and I to understand the requirements from God and being a leader. Just because we're a leader, that don't mean we dominate people's lives, control people's lives, whatever the case. No, no, no. We have a responsibility to God. But notice what Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 says. He said, remember your leaders. I'm reading this out of the uh, Amplified Version. Remember your leaders and superiors in authority. But no, 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 no. God is my authority. No, Jesus is my authority. The Holy Spirit is my authority. I don't submit to no man. I only submit to God. That's kind of sound like Satan to me. That's a satanic mentality. Because as long as you're living, breathing, you're going to be submitted to somebody if you're going to survive here in this world and in the United States. So therefore, if if you don't have your own business, you have a job. And if you have your own business, you still got to be submitted to somebody. You still got to be submitted to the government. You still got to pay your taxes. You're not exempt from paying taxes. Even the president has to pay taxes. 
Not only that, if you want light, unless you have your own power plant, you're going to submit to the power company. If you have your own water company, if you don't have it, you're going to submit to the water company if you want water. So everybody's going to submit to somebody. You can take that to the bank. So notice that remember your leaders and superiors and authority. Everybody should need a, everybody need a leader. Everybody need a leader. Every leader need a leader. Even my bishop, even though he's a leader of thousands, but yet he have a board of governors. That's one thing. But he have also other leaders uh, that leads other ministries that they submit one to another. We need this. It's safety. Remember your leaders and superiors in authority. For it was they who brought to you the word of God. Now, this is the key. Listen to this as you Observe attentively and consider their manner of living. No, no, it didn't say nothing about church. It didn't say nothing about prophesying. It didn't say observe how well they're able to preach or teach. No, it says observe attentively and consider their manner of living, the outcome of their well-spent lives. And then it goes on to say, and imitate their faith. Imitate their faith. Seems like this is an order that God has established in the church in order for us to excel and to grow. Interesting. Interesting. Imitate their faith, and it breaks down, imitate their faith, their, their conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ, and their leaning of their entire human personality on God and absolute truth, trust, excuse me, trust and confidence in his power his wisdom and goodness. Wow. That's a leader? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. A leader should demonstrate that they believe in God. A leader should be demonstrating in that God exists before the people that they're leading. A leader should be demonstrating that they know without a shadow of a doubt that God is the creator and God is the ruler of all things. That God is the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. They modeled that. They lived that. But how, how do you live that? Because God is going to allow things to happen into a leader's life. How do that leader respond to chaos? How do that leader respond to confusion? How do that leader respond to when everybody rise up against them? How do the leader respond to even personal failure? How do that leader respond? Do that leader respond that that leader know God and depending on God, resting on God, resting on what Jesus accomplished for him on Calvary's cross? Even if he or she missed it, do they have, is there evidence in that leader's life that they believe in God, they believe in Jesus Christ, 
They believe that God, through Jesus Christ, is the provider and bestower of eternal life. Are they leaning their entire human personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in God's power, in God's wisdom, in God's goodness? That is the key, ladies and gentlemen. That's vital. Now, I have no problem submitting to somebody like that. See, it's a twofold thing, ladies and gentlemen. Leaders that's hearing me and those that submitted to a leader and everybody on this, uh, 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 that's listening today should be submitted to a leader. Can you take correction from your leader? I, can, I, I, I believe I can. And even my peers. One of the most amazing things uh, where we are so carnal and so fleshly. And uh, when, when Captain and I was on the on, on, on the line, we was talking about husband and wife, and, and, and she made the statement about wives don't have no problem receiving correction from their husbands. It just it all depends on how they say it. Well, tell me this right here. I, 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 I shared this with my wife. We was talking, having a discussion uh, 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 a while back. Uh, tell me, how does it sound if you tell if you rebuke somebody, says, Satan, get thee behind me. How how can you say Satan get behind me pleasantly? I mean, I, I, Tim, how does it sound? I, I, I mean, if Satan is using Peter, Jesus said, Satan, get thee behind me. Was he trying to embarrass Peter? Was he trying to make anything to do with embarrassing Peter? It's about correcting his thinking. I mean... How does it sound? Does it did, it did it sound pretty? Cordial? How, how did it sound? How does it sound when you tell somebody, you're looking at somebody and say, Satan, get thee behind me? I don't know how you can say Satan, get thee behind me, and telling somebody Satan using you, and it sound right. I, I, I just can't, I don't know. But the reason we struggle with submitting to correction is because we're more carnal than we are spiritual. We're more fleshly than we are spiritual. Because one of the issues, uh, let me, let me, it's, it's this right here. Uh, Romans 13, I was going to read 1 through 5, but let, let 5 was the one that stands out to me. The last, the last word in the uh, verse 5. Therefore, one must be subject not only to, uh, to avoid God's wrath, this time is subject to the government, subject to authority. Therefore, one must be subject not only to, uh, to avoid God's wrath and escape punishment, but also as a matter of principle. For principle and for the sake of consciousness. For the sake of consciousness. For the sake of consciousness. Every time a person fails in receiving correction, it's because they wasn't conscious of God. They was conscious of what the person was saying to them. They was conscious of themselves. They was conscious of their flesh. They was conscious of their failure. Because when a person is bringing correction to you, they're, they're bringing out, pointing out that you fail, but you're not the fail. You can get back online. This is why you fail. You didn't handle that right. But if I'm conscious of me, I will never experience what the correction was designed for me to experience. I can even lead this to thank you for sharing it with me. But if I'm self-conscious, everything that person said to me, K, 
cannot, will not, shall not be beneficial to me. But if I'm conscious of God, I'm saying thank you. Even if I don't understand it, I've been there, ladies and gentlemen, with my leader. Even if I think they're wrong, don't understand it. I trust God. I'm conscious of God. And I go back, and I used to leave and follow my face and say, God, I don't see this. I don't understand it. Show that to me. I have to trust the man of God. But I don't understand it. I don't see it. Show it. And it never failed. If your heart is right, he will show you, ladies and gentlemen. If your heart is right, he will show you the errors of your ways. And the reason he's showing you is because it has nothing to do with your leader. It's your relationship with him. He desires more intimacy with you. But the error is blocking intimacy. The correction came so you can make the adjustment because he wants you. He loves you and I affectionately. He desires intimacy. He desires fellowship. He desires communion. But he knows those things in our lives is blocking it, and he uses people to expose it so we can get rid of it so we can live before him and be obedient before him. This thing is, this thing is, is, is real, ladies and gentlemen. But it's a very powerful scripture here in Hebrews 13, verse 7. I just finished reading earlier. Remember your leaders and superiors and authority. Remember them. Remember them. Your boss on your job is a leader or a superior in authority. You say, but my boss is a heathen. My boss is a wicked man. But he's still an authority. All authority that be has been ordained by God. All authority that be has been ordained by God. Not some, all authority. It didn't say it didn't say spiritual authority, because if you will notice in the book of Romans where it says that in verse thirteen, it, it was it's talking about civil authority here. And see, a person is another his is another form of carnality. You read that, and you say, well, that's talking about civil authority. Did it not start off to say all authority that being has been ordained by God? All authority be has been ordained by God. Let let every person be subject to the higher authority. And there's no authority except from God. So if it's talking about civil authority here, you got to know you got to be subject to spiritual authority, and you need to be subject to domestic authority. So so all authority. He's the God of all authority. He's the God of your daddy which is the authority of the home. He, oh, my time is up. He's the God of, the, of, of your pastor, spiritual authority. He's the God of your boss. That's, that's uh, uh, a civil, uh, I say civil authority, but uh, my time is up. At least I did get a chance to uh, read one of those scriptures. I pray that you got something out of here uh, from this today. We was talking about the uh, government of God. I really want to uh, uh, deal with that because this is a year of government. 2012-12 is the year of government. So, therefore, God is trying to bring things in order in our lives. He's trying to get E.J. McKenzie to divinely align with him. When I'm divinely aligned with him, then I need to bring Kathy in alignment, the girls in alignment. Kathy needs to be in alignment with God herself, and I need to bring Panorama in alignment, Doma in alignment, uh, the pastoral lines that we have in alignment, that all of us can be in alignment, that the kingdom of God can flow through us and bless humanity. Without the government of God, without us being in kingdom order, ladies and gentlemen, we hinder 
Jesus Christ for manifesting itself in the earth realm. We hinder the Holy Spirit for bringing you and I into the reality of Christ and bringing humanity into our reality of Christ. The people in this world need to encounter Jesus. And the only way they're going to encounter Jesus is going to be through you and I, ladies and gentlemen. That must become a reality to us. It must become a reality. So, once again, it was good being with you. We pray that you got something out of that and it was a blessing to you. Tell someone about the program, if you will, tomorrow. We're looking forward to being with you. Until uh, tomorrow, uh, 12 noon, looking forward to being with you and uh, praying with you and warming with you and speaking into your life. God bless you.